Hello, everybody. I wanted to thank you all for coming. And I want to talk to you about a topic today that I find very interesting. And this topic is going to teach everybody out there how I personally can live my life in a relationship with no arguments and how to, how I prevent arguments, how they cease to exist. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Cage. I've been in a romantic DS relationship for roughly 10 years. I've always felt slightly different than other DS couples and couples in general until I sort of discovered myself. For those of you that have never heard about DS, there's a few things you should be aware of. Um, the romantic DS lifestyle heavily focuses on creativity to succeed in a relationship, and it's typically more suited for those who are in long-term relationships rather than them short-term uh, relationships that are just spontaneous or, or impulsive. It's important to understand that the romantic dynamic uses different methods of transferring uh, energy or power flow, if you would, uh, for terms of people who aren't used to this DS lifestyle. Uh, the term I'm sort of referring to is who wears the pants and who doesn't wear the pants in the relationship. But we're not here to discuss the depth of my dynamic. The question lies, what happens when you reach a point where your power flow or power exchange between each other, you and your partner, reaches an impasse? Where the power is no longer flowing through each other or back and forth, but rather it's pushing against each other. This, an argument, would be a great example. There are many forms of conflict in all relationships, and today I'm going to be discussing and focusing more commonly on the resolution to these conflicts, specifically arguments. I mean, come on, we've all had arguments. Everybody has had an argument with their significant other. The question is, where do they come from, and are they preventable? Is it possible to never have one? And the answer to that question is yes. It is possible to never have one. Is it common? The answer is no. It is not common. And in order to understand how to prevent an argument, you need to first understand how the arguments come into play in every relationship, which leads up to them, and what drives them. Now, power struggle comes in many forms and takes many shapes. Like DS, it has an extremely large spectrum of meanings and definitions, so it's very important to understand which form of power struggle you're referring to. In the romantic DS lifestyle, power or struggle has a much more broad definition. It essentially refers to anything that prevents or stops the power from flowing through each other smoothly and calmly. In other words, anything that's a trigger can cause tension or negative energy between you and your partner, which is directed toward the both of you, and basically backlashes. This is considered power struggle because the power isn't being fed. You guys aren't growing together, you're stopping. You're being blocked. But it's not true in all dynamics, so just be aware. Arguments. <laughs> just that term is so commonly known. You know, where do they come from? Opinions, perhaps? Is it possible to have an argument if your significant other doesn't have an opinion? And think about that. Just take a second. Think about it. Can an argument exist if the other person has no opinion? I think a lot of people would say yes. But if they have no opinion, then of course there's no argument. Because in order to have an argument, you need to have an opinion. Your significant other can still have an opinion. 
and make the decision not to argue with you. So just because taking opinions away doesn't prevent arguments, a person can still have an opinion and choose not to argue with you. Arguments don't stem from opinions alone. So removing the opinion of your significant other is not an option. And you really don't want to remove their opinions because you want them to have them. You want your significant other to have independent thought. You want to love them for who they are, including all of their dreams, goals, desires, and opinions. That's what makes them who they are. So it brings us to the next question. How can you prevent an argument in your relationship without destroying the integrity of their thoughts and their beliefs and their dreams? Now we understand that opinions are not the cause of arguments. It's when somebody takes these opinions and pushes them out that starts a debate. The drive to act on those, opinion, those opinions is the root of the argument. The emotional drive to be correct. Your brain says, I know I'm right and you're wrong. And the other person has the exact same thought as you do. So what happens is you reach an impasse. That drive is the force. It is the power of the argument, the power that creates a power struggle. In this moment, whether you realize it or not, you've implanted yourself into a one-sided headspace. That power during this moment can sometimes be consuming. You're trying to show your partner. You're trying to tell them why your opinion is correct. You're trying to prove it and why their opinion is not and you push this so much that most people cannot even realize that they stop listening to their partner completely because they are so obsessed with that power. Now, when I first thought about this and understood it, I related it to a dominant who was trying to teach a submissive. And the submissive holds themselves on such a high standard that the opinion of the dominant is not making an impact on her. This is another form of power struggle, but I realize it's no different than a simple argument. Another thing to consider is it's not even technically an argument until it progresses past a certain point in the debate that it becomes an unhealthy amount of energy. Then it becomes arguing. Transpass even further than that, and that argument turns into a fight. In most cases, it's not even considered an argument until you've reached an unhealthy level, until you start getting worked up, in other words. Now, this power is in some sense like a headspace. You go into another place in your mind, you change to adapt to circumstance. Even your behavior changes in order to deal with the situation. And these are all qualities of a headspace. Now, there is already a name for this phenomenon, where you get lost during an argument and totally exclude the uh, your partner's opinions or thoughts you just push it all out um, it's how would i put this it's called cognitive dissonance uh, it's a term that was discovered through a psychological uh, psycho psychological discovery cognitive dissonance which is the state of having inconsistent thoughts beliefs or attitudes which relate to behavioral decision-making and attitude changes. Now, I'm sure that you've all seen cognitive dissonance in action at some point in your life. If a couple is arguing during the argument, one party realizes that they're wrong, mid-argument, 
but they still continue to push their point anyways. And they start becoming more and more inconsistent because they're so consumed with the drive to be right that even though they discovered they're wrong, that power, that cognitive dissonance still causes them to keep pushing it. Even though they've discovered that they were already wrong, they still push it, even knowing that it's wrong. That is cognitive dissonance. Now, many people say arguments are healthy. Some people even enjoy them, or at least they say they do. But how it should be said is arguments that progress past a certain point is not healthy. And I don't believe for a second that a heated, intense argument, where tension with the other person is causing them to disconnect and get upset with each other, is ever going to be considered healthy by any means. In my lifestyle, cognitive dissonance doesn't exist. This doesn't mean that it hasn't happened in the beginning of my relationship. Of course it has. But after learning and understanding and developing with the love of my life, those arguments cease to exist through simple things like protocol, curriculum, and prevention methods. One person in the relationship must always submit. And I don't just mean in the bedroom. I mean in all things. One person must always be right, be the guide, and be the leader of all things. And I'm not saying this person has to be a man. I'm not a sexist person. But one person needs to be in, in charge of the main decision-making, the, the curriculum of your relationship, where it's going to be guided to. And it must be determined and accepted in the relationship from the start. Now, it doesn't have to be one-sided just because somebody is in charge. You can equally share charge. But if you both share equally uh, power, then you're going to reach an impasse at some point. You're going to have a point because you both have an equal amount of how do you put this? Guidance with each other. If you are 50-50 and the man and the woman are equals, then you have an equal amount of power between each other. And so when one person says, I know this is the answer, the other person will be obliged to say, I think that this is the answer. And they would be at an impasse because they both share an equal amount. So if you look at things from that perspective... If there's one person in charge, the person says, uh, this is right, and the other person says, you're right. I'm wrong. They believe them. They trust their opinion over their own, and it's impossible to have a disagreement or an argument because of that. Now, if there is a disagreement, your significant other will press their opinion, you know, once or possibly even twice. And then if, if the guide of the relationship pursues their view, continues to pursue that view and pushes back, then the significant other's duty would be to back down and trust the guide's answers. Because the significant other knows and understands that if the guide is willing to pursue their point of view, then they have either done their research, research or know the answer already. And so it is impossible to have an argument with this type of protocol in a relationship. One accepts the role of being underneath the other. And the one who is underneath the other can never rise above the other or challenge the other's power or guidance. Um, it would fall apart. So just looking at this and, and thinking about how these things come into play 
these systems, these protocols, how they change your life completely. It happens in all things. Now, be aware that if somebody does take the role as a guide, they need to make sure that everything they're saying is accurate. You can't be a person that lies. You can't be a person that pushes cognitive dissonance and pushes out information that is full of complete conjecture. You need to make sure that if you are a guide, everything you are saying is true. Everything that you are saying is accurate and intellectual. And if it is not accurate and intellectual, and you are passing this information to your partner who accepts a role being beneath you, then you are not in the appropriate role. You need to be a guide, which means you need to have the intelligence. If you are teaching your significant other or guiding your significant other or helping your significant other learn facts or anything that is going to improve their life, you need to make sure that every detail of what you are saying is 100% accurate. And if you come to find out that you your information was wrong, you need to cop to it, you need to admit it, and you need to apologize for giving inaccurate information. And that way, your significant other will always follow you. Your significant other will always love to be underneath you because you are doing what you need to do and you are taking care of them and you are doing what's best for them and you are guiding them in a proper way. There is no possible way to have an argument if one person accepts the role in the relationship as the guide and the other person accepts the role in the relationship as the follower. There, It is impossible. A servant does not argue with the king. A king says, says the law, and the law is put down. The servant, that does not mean the servant cannot be unhappy. A servant can be unhappy and, and have tension and dislike towards their king. But if it is a good king, and the servant is getting everything that they desire, then they will be motivated to continue to serve that king, to make the king proud. And that is no different than any relationship. You have a follower, and you have a guide. And that does not mean that the follower is beneath the guide. They are both equals. You accept a role in your relationship. That is all it is. You accept the role. And the person who is the most intelligent, who thinks, who thinks things thoroughly, who makes good decisions, who is not impulsive, who has patience, that is the guide of the relationship. And if you feel you're not that way and you need to be the guide, you need to learn to accept that that is not the role you're meant to be in. And it's just like any job. You want to put people where they are gifted. You want to put people in the positions that they are going to thrive in, not just for your business, not just for your finances to increase, and not just for the happiness of the workflow, but for that person in general. That person will will succeed and where that person succeeds they will be motivated they will be determined and you can reward that just as a guide in a relationship needs to reward the follower for doing good thank you for not arguing with me thank you for trusting me and then sneak away and google and double check and make sure that all your information is accurate and if it's not go to them and say you know i apologize you were right and give them the credit that they deserve had they pushed their opinion and you told them no, back down. You give them the credit that they deserve. And in my relationship, there was never an argument. 
And I appreciate my submissive. I appreciate the love of my life for having the strength to just not argue with me, to have the, the courage to just have her opinion and look at me. And as soon as I say something, as soon as I retract and say the same thing and say, no, I know this is accurate for her to have the courage and strength to just say, you know, you're probably right. I'm sorry if I offended you. And I say, no, you didn't offend me. I appreciate you. It is simple as that. She says, I think it's this way. I say, no, it's this way. She says, okay, I apologize. There's nothing to apologize about at that point on because there's no continuance. There is no tension. If there is one thing that destroys a relationship, it is tension. And I can tell you arguments are the root of tension. And tension is like a tree. It starts rooting and it grows and it grows and it grows and then it branches off and you start viewing your partner more negative every single time because you're not solving problems, you're hiding from them. That is the source and the growth and the food that feeds the tree of tension. Every single time you do not solve the problem, every single time you do not spray those roots or dig up those roots, you are going to have a tree of evil that is going to consume the entire crop of your relationship. So think about that for a minute. Think about protocol and kill tension. And that's all I would have to say to you for at least for this episode. I have nothing more to say. So how do you prevent an argument? Your significant other needs to have an enormous amount of self-control and trust in your ability to be honest and fair with them. And at the same time, you as the guide need to have an enormous amount of pride in your follower. You need to be proud of them so that you're able to acknowledge their efforts and provide everything that they deserve in the relationship. In some sense, you both need to reach a level where you want each other to win. And that's balance. That is balance. And you must balance each other. If your follower trusts that you will never mislead them into the wrong answer and that you will always seek the truth and you can show them that that's accurate, then there is no reason to even have a desire to argue because they will trust every word you say. So long as you do your job as the guide, follow up on your statements and what pertains as facts and it's always accurate, then you will always be followed by your significant other. So that's about it, guys. Today's topic was simply about arguments, where they stem from, how to solve them. I'll go ahead and do another series on another topic later. Thank you all for listening. And please like this. If you guys want more content, please let me know.